to another episode of Mish and the Quarter Life Bastard. I'm Mish. I'm Jalen. And today we are going to introduce a new segment that we'd like to call the Year of. So this is a game where I ask Jay. This is a game where I give Jay a year and then he tells me what some of the interesting things that happened were in that year it's kind of a guessing game i'll give him some choices and we'll see how much he knows about one of the biggest years one of the one of the we'll see how much he knows about one of the years of my generation and this game actually has a prize we decided that we are gonna we are going to what? What are we going to do? Award? Oh, oh. And this game has a prize. We've decided that we are going to award <laughs> 25 cents for every correct answer that Jalen has. And at the end of our season, we're going to collect the quarters that of all of his uh, right answers. We'll total that up. We'll match it. And we will make a donation to a wonderful, wonderful charity that is to be named later. But we'll let you know how much we um, collect and how much we match. And what the charity is and of course encourage you all to um donate and participate as well so are you ready Jalen? i'm ready the year is 1985. cool <laughs> year is 1985. so your first question Jalen. Mm. in 1985 this particular soda dealer, Coca-Cola, sorry, let me start that again. Here's your question, Jalen. In 1985, <laughs> the popular soda dealer, Coca-Cola, attempted to remake their brand. They introduced a new flavor. Hmm. Okay. Was the flavor Coke One, New Coke, Coke Zero, or original Coke. Coca Cola in 1985 <laughs> famously tried to reintroduce their brand. They Zero. felt they were losing to the competition. People liked Pepsi better. And they decided to come out with a new flavor. That's easy, new Coke. That's correct. <laughs> That's easy. How is that easy? Coke One, Coke Zero, original Coke. Those weren't good, good choices. No, it's all okay. Okay. One for Jalen. Applause. Maybe you can play a sound effect or something. Okay. Question number two, Jalen. The year is 1985. The release of this beloved Steven Spielberg movie has been turned into an award-winning musical. Based on the book by Alice Walker, it first premiered in December of 1985. Was the movie Schindler's List, E.T., The Goonies, or The Color Purple? Steven Spielberg movie, 1985. Based on a book, turned into a musical. Schindler's List as a musical is hilarious. 
I know that's not the right answer, but man, that is funny. Why would E.T. be a musical? Why not? That didn't come out in 85. Why wouldn't E.T. be a musical? The Goonies. The Goonies was a movie about the a gang of kids, yes, on a treasure hunt. Is that 1985? The release of this beloved Steven Spielberg movie has been turned into an award-winning musical based on the book by Alice Walker. It first premiered December 1985. Schindler's List. I'm a sit. That's not right. E.T. The Goonies. The Color Purple. What do you know about 1985, Jalen? What do you know about 1985, sir? Color Purple was on Netflix. It had a young Danny Glover. Danny Glover is at least 88. He is. He's 88? See? No, he's not. He's not 88. You didn't know that. 40 years ago. He looked young in that movie. That's how long ago it was. 85. 85. Gotta 1985. Be, gotta be the Goonies. Eh. Color Purple. It's to a musical? Yes. It was a very popular musical with Fantage. Fantage was in it at one point. Jennifer Hudson was in it at one point. I went to New York to see the musical I've with Mommy and Tamara. I never even saw the first movie. We saw the musical in New York City. You don't remember I went to see the musical? That's not what you just said. What did you just say? You said we saw the musical, and then you just me, told me you saw the musical. Mommy, Tamara, you always three with Jalen didn't see the musical, <laughs> so no. Next but question. I'm sure you came with us on the trip to New York for the purpose of seeing the musical. Goonies didn't come out in 85, did it? Actually, I don't know if Tamara was there. Maybe that was on Michi. Anyway, some of our family That's members, so myself included, went to New York to actually see this show on Broadway. And I believe at that time... Um, Cynthia Erivo was in it. She has since gone on to many Very more good. accolades. Yes, many more accolades and uh, great award-winning success. Voice of an angel. Voice of an angel. Okay, no to that one. Next question about 1985. Oh, should we have that light on? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not facing us. So illuminating. I think it should be this way, not up to the ceiling. I didn't put it here. You it did. It fell. It fell. It fell. And then you picked it up and placed <laughs> it down. <laughs> I was thinking when you came back, I, you know, you would set it up around your setup there. Okay. 1985. Since we're talking about movies, let's talk about the price of a movie ticket in 1985. Things were not as expensive as they are, inflation and all, through the years. But how inexpensive was a movie ticket? Was a movie ticket $2.75, or $7.95? A movie ticket. An average show. I'm not talking about matinees. We're not talking about senior discounts. Okay. It was talking about it. Seven ninety-five. Right. One eighty-five. One eighty-five. Okay. 
5.35 or 2.75. Movie tickets. It's 1985. How much was crack? I guess it was $5 bag. That seems awful. What kind of comparison is that? Are you saying that people would rather uh, smoke crack to see a movie? <laughs> like, what can they afford? Is that what the question is? No, it's not is? rather, it's both. So I was <laughs> it's saying... both. Oh, how can they get both? Uh, in 1985. I don't really understand the logic there. But anyway, what was the price of a movie ticket, son? How much was it, Jalen? What is your guess? $2.75. $5.35. One dollar and eighty-five cents. I'll say two seven five. Seven ninety-five. What's your guess? Two seven five. You are correct. I don't know if I should be upset that you have guessed this or happy because Why? that's twenty-five more cents going towards a charity. Well, I'm competitive. I kind of just I want you to guess. Because it's it's almost like I win. If you don't guess. But at the same time, I don't really want the charity to lose. So, next question. If we don't help the misfortunate, you feel better. <laughs> no. Bad one. <laughs> All right. 1985. Two more. Two more. Are you ready for two more? Yeah. Okay. The famine in Ethiopia tugged on the heartstrings of many celebrities, singers, and musicians. They decided to come together to provide relief in the form of a concert. What was the concert called? Was it We Are the World? Band Aid? Live Aid? Or the Glastonbury Festival? 1985. We Are the World? The famine in Ethiopia tugged on the heartstrings of many celebrities singers and musicians they came together to provide relief in the form of a concert we are the world it's not the answer no that is not the answer the answer is live aid we are the world was a musical recording it was not a concert it did it did <laughs> it did go on to raise millions and millions of dollars but it was a recording live aid was a concert that was televised Live from London and from Philadelphia. They raised over $100 million for the famine in Ethiopia. We are the world. I don't know any Ethiopian facts. We are the world wasn't in 1985. Let's see what year We Are the World was. I want to say that was like 84. We are the world. We are the children. I have to do with Michael Jackson. We Are the World. <gasps> we Are the World was released in 1985. Ah, that wasn't a bad guess. But We Are the World wasn't a concert. It was a live recording. So that was kind of tricky, but I didn't realize that was it's 1985. It was USA for Africa. It was. I know. Actually, that was really good. But I... Because <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a live concert. I said, I said a live concert. Was Michael Jackson in Live Aid? I don't think so. So nobody cares. I don't think <laughs> Queen was there. The band. Yeah. They're not American. It doesn't matter if they were American. This was yes, it this does. was musicians and singers coming together. They were Queen American. They, yes, they were. Nobody cares about the British. Oh God, that 
that's not true. The British have raised hundred million dollars. Let me tell you the lineup. Some Americans included Madonna, <laughs> Run DMC, Sade, The Beach Boys, Neil Young. Look at that. Eric Clapton. There were many Americans. Look at you. But now you've learned something new about live aid. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep putting my notebook up like that. All right. Last question. Way to redeem yourself. This very famous game system made its debut in 1985. Was it the Atari 2600? Was it the Sega Genesis? The Nintendo? Or the Game Boy? This game system made its debut in 1985. It did not premiere with one of the most popular games still in this world. Super Mario Brothers. That came soon after. However, the system did make its debut in 1985 in the U.S. Was it the Nintendo. Atari 2600? Game Boy, Sega Genesis, Nintendo. Yes, you are correct. It is Nintendo. Ding, ding, ding. New Atari was on. No, Atari 2600. That was earlier. That was like early 80s. Like I was still in elementary. Sega Genesis. I don't know. So you got three correct. I can't believe you guessed the movie ticket price. Where'd you get that one? She said the twelve. Yeah, I should have put down like four dollars or something. I said like seven was too high. I feel like I should have put something in the middle here. Might have thrown you off. Like, you know, three ninety or something instead of seven. But it's okay. Good job, Jay. Three out of five ain't bad. So far, we've raised 75 cents. <laughs> Again, we will be matching this. <laughs> That's and we'll find other games to also be included in this pot. <laughs> so at the end of the of the season, we won't say, oh, we've raised $4. Because <laughs> yeah. hmm. at the end of the $3, they still have AIDS, don't they? <laughs> say we were giving to AIDS. We didn't name the charity. Why does it have to be AIDS? Why can't it be AIDS? Why can't it be cancer? Why can't it be saving the oceans? Or That's removing plastics? Plastics from the oceans. Why can't it be... I'll remove my 75 cents from saving <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> we all need water, Jalen. We all need fresh water. No. I we agree. Need, we need water to survive, yes. But I'm not we also donating don't to oceans, need we need clean water. We don't need water that's polluted. You're not donated to oceans? I never have. You would food. donate to a sickness, but not to oceans? What about People the homelessness? Yeah. Hunger? No, I wouldn't no. No, not hunger? Not world hunger. Well, what about local hunger? Just people here in our area, our yeah, community that that's hungry. Okay. So you're good with World hunger. That's been around yeah. for forty years, people are still hungry. So you're good with local hunger. You're good with uh, illness. I don't even know what that means. World, local hunger? World hunger. 
That's for people that are hungry outside of your immediate area. I don't that know are for people that are hungry elsewhere. Local hunger makes a lot more sense. World hunger. Too many people touching really the 75 think, cents. I really think... What about animals? No. What about animals? <laughs> no. <laughs> what about the polar bears? They're going to be extinct. No. Animals go extinct all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we can help so that they don't go extinct. No. So that we can continue to have that particular animal. If a polar bear ever tells me that he wants my money, then fine. <laughs> <laughs> a polar bear tells you. That's what we got. We gotta wait for an animal to tell you. What if it was a particular type of uh, pet, like a certain kind of dog? Because they can, they can bark and they can vocalize. And they that tell one. me about the polar bears. <laughs> no, I meant, no, I meant <laughs> there was a particular animal that was going extinct. No animal. Going a particular extinct dog. A particular <laughs> dog that was going extinct. No. We've never had a dog, so that's probably why. Yeah, actually, I don't know if dogs go extinct. We just breed them, right? We just breed them, and they wouldn't go extinct, so that's yeah, not true. And that's why they have all sorts of health issues. If you let them die, they'll be fine. Oh, gosh. What, the bred dogs, or just dogs in general? <laughs> no, certain dogs in general. All right. We're not an anti-pet show. We are not an anti-pet show. Well, that concludes our game. The year of 1985. 75 cents. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should rethink the the amount for a win. Yeah. We thought it would be a cool like play on quarter, you know? Maybe, maybe it can be quarter like 25. Well, it can't be $25 because this show isn't making any money yet. <laughs> so it can't be $25. Well, we'll just we'll reevaluate at the end of the season because we want to give a healthy donation. We're not gonna give you know less than even twenty five dollars and something that's gonna be substantial. If we're going twenty five cents at a time, it's gonna take a while to get twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Our next segment we call the mom moment, and this is where I share story and experience, observation, and how it impacted my children, or my son in particular, and maybe he can give me his feedback on, on the situation. So we start. This is the first one. Mm. So this this mom moment topic. So the topic for this mom moment is my move to Dubai. In 2022, sorry, it is 2022. In 2022, I returned from living abroad in Dubai. I had moved to Dubai. In January of 2020 and I I lived there as a resident for over two years now when I left it was kind of an odd time I moved because of for work so I worked for an international company there was a position in Dubai I learned about at first I wasn't too keen on it because it was so far away I talked to my family about it my sons my husband they were very excited they said oh my gosh that would be kind of cool and I thought, would it be kind of cool? Maybe it would be kind of cool. I think as moms, we think of ourselves as a certain, in a role, right? Especially if we have been in a role for so long, wife, mom, maybe even employee. So I only kind of looked at it from an employee perspective. I didn't look at it from 
I didn't look at this opportunity from what can this do for Kamisha personally. I thought, okay, how will this impact my family? What could it do for my family? What would it do for my family? Me moving so far away, over 7,000 miles um, from where we live, having to be gone for many, many months at a time, um, not seeing anyone, living alone, being alone. And I didn't think of it as a good thing initially. I thought, I can't separate myself <laughs> from my family. And then when they looked at it differently and seemed to be interested and excited about it, that's what caused me to rethink it and look at it differently. And what I realized was that I had wanted to work abroad when I was younger. I always wanted to do more traveling outside of the United States, but I just did not have the opportunity or the finances or just the enough desire to do it. And so here I was at a point in my life where my children were almost grown. My youngest son was a senior in high school. Um, Jay was in college already. And I thought, hmm, this might be okay, you know? It might be okay for me to actually go work abroad, save save some money for the family. We had one son in college. We had another son planning to go to college at that time. And I thought, this might not be a bad thing. And especially if my family was behind me. So I lived abroad for two and a half years. It was There were some really difficult moments there. First of all, it was in January of 2020, right before COVID, we locked down in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, which is where Dubai is located in the Middle East, in March. So I hadn't been there very long. I hadn't explored the city very long before there was a lockdown. The good thing about it was I actually had my permanent apartment by that time. So I wasn't in a hotel that would have been hella hard and even, even more miserable. Um, but I did have my own place. So I had my own space during the lockdown. I was able to um, communicate with my family, communicate with the U.S. That was a little bit challenging in the beginning because of the time difference. So we are eight hours ahead. We were, I was eight hours ahead of the United States. So that was kind of tricky. I could only speak to them certain times, either really early my time or really late my time. <laughs> I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. Sometimes I would speak to them both really early and really late, still working during the day. Um, but we figured all of that out. And while the the distance was difficult because we had friends, we had family that was contracting COVID. Um, my sons actually contracted COVID while I was there in um, 2020. So this was a pre-vaccine. This was a really bad, bad time for COVID where people were being hospitalized. We had friends, family member that was hospitalized. Um, they were okay with COVID. They, you know, came through fine, but it was really, really difficult for me as a mom to be away and be so far away from them when they were sick and really not be able to do anything, you know, just kind of not do anything. It was a very, very helpless feeling. Um, the other tough thing about that year was my oldest, my youngest son's um, graduation because we were in lockdown. It was really not any travel, kind of in and out of the country at that time. It's in and out of the UAE, the United States. You know, they were, they were the wild, wild west in 2020. They were doing all kinds of things. They really acted as though there was no COVID. So I missed my um, 
youngest son's high school graduation, which was something I never thought would happen. That was also pretty, pretty devastating. But even with those lows of missing my youngest son's graduation, missing being here to, to help care for them when they were sick with COVID, thankfully no one, neither one of them had to be hospitalized. They were, they were home. Um, but they were home alone because my husband was visiting with me in Dubai while they were here um, during, <laughs> during the holiday for Christmas in 2020, suffering with COVID. So even with those terrible lows, there was still something about the experience that I was really, I really was still excited about. Um, after I decided to go, I did get excited about it. I did start thinking about the people I was going to meet. I did start thinking about the places that I could travel, not knowing about COVID was coming, of course. Um, I did start thinking, wow, this could be a moment in time later in my life that I wasn't able to experience earlier, right? Sometimes that happens. You think you'll get to do something at a certain point in your life or you only get to do something at a certain point in your life. And then it changes. You get to do it at a different point in your life, at the point where you were supposed to do it, right? Um, so even with some of those lows, it was still a tremendous experience. And when my youngest son came to visit me in uh, Dubai, when I actually was able to come back home in 2020, or come back, leave, come back to the U.S. and go back, get back into the United, get back into the UAE, I came home in uh, the summer of 2020, and I actually was validated with my decision because of something that my son, my son did. Two things. One was while we were out, when he came to visit, we had gone out to a restaurant and we were eating, and he said mom, nobody's looking at us. Nobody's paying us any attention. Everybody's minding their own business. No one's watching me. And of course, in America, as a black male, they, we, they always watched, right? <laughs> they always being watched. You know, they go get gas, they're being watched. They, you know, go to the store to buy water, they're being watched. They go to the mailbox, they're being watched. They, you know, go stand, stand outside just to, you know, just to cough. They're being watched, 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 always. In an elevator that they're being watched and when he said no one's watching and he realized that there were places and spaces that he can be in where he wasn't it wasn't about him being a black male it was he was just there just like everyone else just free just living and people weren't afraid they weren't fearful he didn't have to be scared. He didn't have to be fearful. The fact that I was able to work somewhere and live somewhere and, and have my son come and experience that as, as, a, as a black male growing up in the United States with not that kind of reception validated what I was doing because it was really important and necessary to me for my sons to see that America isn't the way America is, isn't the way it is um, everywhere else in, in other parts of the world, especially as a young black male. The second thing that my son did when he came was, well, actually before, when he left, he wrote me a note, but I didn't find this note un, until he had left. And in the note, I'm paraphrasing, I'll have to find the note, but he wrote a note that said, 
because of me being brave and making this decision to to leave and go and to have a different experience that I can share with my family and doing something for myself that it made him less fearful that seeing me being brave and having courage made him less fearful and the first time I read that note I I literally cried because even though I still felt led to go to Dubai after I got the confirmation from my family that I didn't even know I received and I I was just open to maybe this is an experience. And then I felt that God was saying, yes, this is something you need to experience. As a mom, you still don't ever leave, right? You don't leave your children, even if they're old, even if they're adults or practically adults, you don't leave. And so while in my in my heart, I felt that it was a good decision, even as, as I was going through all of these different challenges in Dubai during COVID, even as I was, you know, by myself, learning a city, lonely, alone, <laughs> uh, you know, during a pandemic, not knowing what was happening here, not knowing what was going on in my family, not being present for that whole year, just meeting people, putting myself out there, not knowing how it was going to work out with with work or with anything the fact that my one action of just honoring me and doing something that my son saw as courageous allowed him to see himself differently also validated my decision and so i say i say this story to say i give this this insight or experience to say to other moms out there that we know kids or children, our children, they do as we do, not as we say. We know that, right? I hope we know that. <laughs> if we don't know that, please know that, okay? We can tell them all kinds of things. And sure, they listen, sometimes out of respect, sometimes out of fear or whatever. But what they do is what they see. What they do is what they see us do. And if you can really put yourself first and it's not in a selfish way it's really not right put yourself first and show and live as an example of loving yourself and being true to your own like passions and your own desires and your own beliefs and your own ways of life then that gives them the permission to do the same right and that's what we want, isn't it? That's what we want for our children as moms. Of course, we want them to be safe. We want them to be he healthy. We want them to be loved. We want them to be kind. We want them to be all those things. But we also want them to be um, young men, right, that can figure out their own life, right, and that can make those big decisions and that can take responsibility for those decisions and if they see us doing things that we didn't think we could do that allows them to do the same so that's my mom moment and my last word of advice would be to just be brave as a mom right don't always be concerned about oh, if I make this decision, you know, my child is going to suffer. 
you don't know that your child is going to suffer, right? You don't know that your child is going to suffer. I'm not talking about any kind of crazy, reckless decisions. I'm talking about decisions that are, are heart-led decisions, that are faith-led decisions, that are God-led decisions that you're being pulled to do, but you're allowing like your head and your mind to, to stop you because you're thinking that there's going to be some kind of negative impact on your son. That's not what happens. <laughs> that's not really what happens. And that's totally not what happened with me and my experience living literally across the world. Uh, I don't even know how many continents away. Uh, what, 13 hour plane ride. And I come back and I've got like grown men now. Grown men. So take that chance on you. It'll be good for you. And it'll be good for your sons. That's my mom moment. All right, introducing the game, a new game this week, versus, right? So two musical artists, one that my mom picks, one that I pick. We each have 90 seconds to present our case on which one is better and why. It's going to be the same genre. It's going to be the same gender, correct? Mm -hmm. Same gender. Mm -hmm. So this week, I'm introducing Soldier Boy. She's introducing Dougie Fresh. We each have the 90 seconds uninterrupted. We'll come back and debrief. Maybe debrief is the wrong word, but also <laughs> maybe two minutes or something like that. Uh, yeah, talk, we can come back and we can chat about it for like two minutes. And then we want you all to let us know what you think. Who is the best artist of the time? Of the time. Yeah. Generational breakdown here. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm about to start his, his 90 seconds so he can talk about. <clears throat> so the book, tell Go. Soldier Boy tell him, and this one is easy. Nobody even knows where he's from. Is he from Chicago, Mississippi, or Ohio? The man's a mystery, okay? Big song here. Kiss me through the phone. 678-999-8212. Women were always calling that number. You know they were always calling. He was one of the first rappers to ever leak his number. Who knows if it was real or not? Nobody really cares. First viral rapper inspired YouTube. LimeWire numbers off the charts. He had Crank That. U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks straight. Dougie Fresh do that? No. no. First rapper with an iPhone. Steve Jobs needed him. Mm. Headline of the week. Steve Jobs needed Soldier Boy. Rest in peace. Also, he beefed with Bow Wow. Mm. Chris Brown, Floyd Mayweather. You see any scratches on the man's face? Mm. Isn't he still thriving? He He's got an OnlyFans, does he not? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> He's about to have a kid. Interesting. She got a dunk. Does anybody remember that song? <laughs> BAC dances, Deer that Park was dances. His song? Now look at this, man. If you almost look, you can see the booty move. Can't you see it? <laughs> I can see it, ma. I can see it for a second. Big T's and glasses, big chain. He inspired the youth with his fashion. Turn my swag on. I got a question why they hate on me, right? Hmm. Hopped up out the bed, turn my swag on. There's a lot of people swagger lists. That he inspired, man. And nobody even talks about that. Your time is up. Time is up. Oh, sorry. You got four more seconds. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I mean, it's up now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Actually, it was up then. Sorry. My bad. And I, I restarted and I thought it was counting down. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Okay. Great. My turn. My artist is the incomparable Dougie Fresh, also known as 
the human beatbox okay the human beatbox this was a whole new area of musicality that he created as a beatbox right before dougie fresh you didn't have people with their little <laughs> whatever beatbox i'm not a good beatboxer you didn't have that okay he actually created a whole new instrument with his mouth now the other thing that dougie fresh did or that happened as a result of dougie fresh like 30 years after he had like his biggest hits the show of course lottie dottie we like to party we don't cause trouble we don't bother nobody okay after that there was a song created for him the dougie the dougie the dougie the dougie how many rappers from the 1980s get a dance named after them okay when i first heard about this composite this versus with soldier boy that's the first thing i thought about it's like soldier boy tell him wasn't there a dance wasn't there a dance with soldier boy tell him the dance with soldier boy tell him reminded me of the dougie which happened like 30 years after him because he was such a historic figure the other thing about dougie fresh and his music was that his music Barely even made an argument. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? The man was more than music. He was a movement of the time. He was a movement of the time. And what I didn't get a chance to say was how on that one song, Lottie Dottie, okay, he introduced the magnificent, the glorious Slick Rick, okay? What other artist has Soldier Boy pulled out of his uh, badunka dunk? okay? Drake. What other artist... Has he actually Drake. pulled along? Drake? Drake came from Soldier Boy? He sang a song on him? They duetted? They didn't duet. It's not ballet. <laughs> Drake! <laughs> did they have some kind of song that they did together? What song? Was, we made what it. song introduced Drake from Soldier Boy? Well, Drake stole Soldier Boy's flow. It's a little bit different. You wouldn't really understand that. <laughs> no. I, I, I see there's no stealing what I'm talking about with Dougie Fresh because. He is a person that is all love, okay? All love, all the time, okay? There's a brotherhood there of these classic, classic rappers. It wasn't a competition. There wasn't a you stole this, you stole that. It was let's come together. Let's put these songs together. Let's do them together. Let's make hits together. Let's beat box. Well, I'll beat box. You won't beat box against me. But the fact I still tell you, the fact people knew who he was and created a dance that is still done to this day okay to me Superman is done. surpasses so yeah but that came out when soldier boy created a song for it it wasn't later on that somebody looked back in the archives and said oh soldier boy let's create this let's create a dance no but they did that for the dougie which is still popular to this day if you ask anybody teach them how to dougie teach them how to dougie they know they know what it is Soldier Boy has women dancing and feeling good. Dougie Fresh has beatboxing broke boys, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not close. It's an instrument, though. He created a whole Who new instrument now? with human beatbox. At the time, at the time. I thought he was so influential. He was very influential. I've heard Dunk more than I've heard anything about Dougie Fresh. Listen. She got a what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Soldier Boy song? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. Only song I know was... You don't even know! <laughs> the 
is what I'm saying. Well, this is my I point. know all Dougie Fresh songs. I, I can't name one. This is what I'm one. saying. This is what I'm I saying. I don't know these Soulja Boy songs. Okay, I know. You say she got a dunk. I heard, but I didn't know that was Soulja Boy. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I did know about Superman, of course. We all know Superman, mm -hmm. but that's a dance that was created. So I think that's pretty cool. The Superman. I don't even know how. I don't even know how it goes now. But, but yes, I did know about that. And wasn't there some song about a phone or something? Kiss me through the phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But they're not classic songs. Are they still being played? Kiss me through the phone. Probably not. Millennium Tool coming. Dougie Fresh though. <laughs> Dougie Fresh is probably bald by now. Dougie Fresh is probably on tour Does with his rap <laughs> his rap cronies. Dougie Fresh does have hair and he uh, still looks good. Maybe, maybe on this segment we can somehow like show some pictures where you can see Dougie Fresh has gotta be like fifty something and the man still looks good. And I'm sure he's still on tour somewhere with some old school rapper somewhere. Overseas. Him, him and Slick Rick. Overseas, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, Dougie, Dougie. I don't know. I accept that voice. You know Lottie Dottie, don't you? This is called the show. I could go the rest of my life without listening to Dougie I feel Fresh. like you I are talking about can't go the rest of my life hits. without listening to Zodiac. See, and I am comparing not just the number of hits, okay? Because, yes, you could say he had more hits. So you could say he had more Billboard Hot 100s. I don't even know if they had the Billboard Hot 100s in the 80s. When did that, did that even come up? Does anybody know? Maybe that's something we can, we can research. But I don't even know when that came out. They even had that, okay? But he had all of the street charts. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> People on the street say he was number one. He was crowned. Yep. Last I heard, Dougie Fresh was bankrupt. Last I heard. <laughs> this isn't about money, okay? This is about I just made influence. that up anyway. But <laughs> you didn't is... even know the answer. I know I Soldier got money. Is, I don't think I the man is bankrupt. Now, I do know that Soldier Boy is is quite an entrepreneur, okay? I do know that about Soldier Boy. I do know he's made lots of money in different areas, not just in music. That might be why we don't hear from him in music, because he's busy making money and all these other things all his other endeavors i don't know of you know dougie fresh's side hustles i don't know i'm just talking about yeah well we didn't have the internet in the 1980s so you couldn't go viral even with the beatboxing <laughs> no well cared? i think he was like viral in the in the community people knew who he was in the hood everybody can be viral in their neighborhood <laughs> it doesn't even mean anything if you ask anyone from my generation who Dougie Fresh is and name one hit song, they would know. I mean, Soldier Boy, I guess, would be the same for you, but I'm saying he wasn't just he wasn't just popular in like his local town. Come on, that was when they had the radio and they played songs on the radio. He was on the radio. He was all over the radio. Colonoscopy age, no, no Dougie Fresh, but nobody before. Everybody knows Soldier. On the right day. I don't think everybody. I feel like doing that. Well, this wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> we need some criteria for this competition. If you're gonna be talking like hot 100 hits, then mm, no, I'm talking about cultural influence. <laughs> okay. Yeah, great influence.
Lottie. Dottie. Somebody says that. <laughs> you haven't said that until today. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome back. <laughs> we are now moving on to Jalen's rant of the week. All right, Jalenny, are you ready to tell us what your rant is? Yeah. So, here in this container, we have this lovely Christmas container. <laughs> we have four things that Jalen can rant about. Four things that have irked him or have made him curious or have caused him to not have a good day in the past week. And we will pick one, we as in me, and then we will hear his take on it. rant of the week is library job rant. Oh, this is going to be easy. Is this timed or not? No, how long you want to go? I don't remember what you said. Library <laughs> job rant. Yes. I applied for a job at the library, right? Public library. Pub, not private. The public <laughs> library in Towson, right? I had this job interview. I thought it went okay. They told me that I was a very good candidate. They had seen everybody else that day. Mm -hmm. I leave there feeling good. good. I stopped for a smoothie mm. and everything. Then I Mango come Mango Magic? Mango Magic. No, nah, that's Bryce's. I, I like the kiwi quenching with a little bit of spinach. Oh, mm. I, like, I like the little bit of spinach. I was interviewed by three people, two mm. white folks. And then there was a very nice Spanish woman. I forget her name. If she watches, that's cool, too. I just want to know, I will never, I want her to know, along with the other two white people, I will never be going back to a library for any reason, anytime soon, ever. Somebody's dying in the library. Call somebody else. Don't call, there's never going to be a reason for me to ever go to the library. I wasn't even positioning to be a librarian. I was positioning to be in some sort of tech office below the library. A right? clerical job? Who even knows? There were no fine women. Point number one, right? Everybody At there the was very quiet. Or in the library. Either. Okay. Whatever. There were no fine women. I did notice that. Red flag number one. Everybody there was quiet, listening to headphones, eating at their desk. I'm not going to like this place anyway. Problem number two. But at least if you become a librarian, maybe you meet some single mothers. You do a couple puppet shows. You become good with the kids or something like that? Yeah, no. I can see that. Under the library, even less women. This was a daytime interview, to be fair. Maybe in the evening is when the ladies come out. Library's closed in the evening. <laughs> Not it's so only late. open. I mean, like, after school hours. Was this an after school hour interview? No, I think it was actually 1 o'clock. Yeah, you know what I won't be doing? Going back to the <laughs> library and asking when do the fine women show up. <laughs> They've got all they got out of me. I thought it was a good interview. Mm -hmm. But this is really about how mm -hmm. college is a scam. That is the overarching point of this library job rant. It's not about the library and how it's not a good place to work and how the interview didn't go as well as you thought. It's about college. It's also about college, but okay. I want to stay on topic with the Go library. ahead, carry on with your rant. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. 
you did. <laughs> but it's fine. Don't go. That's my message for people that are thinking about college. Don't waste your time. Do something else. Also, don't work at the library. That's all I have today. Thank you. Do you want me to respond to your rant? Oh, that's it. You're just ranting. We're done. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that commentary, Jalen. Thank you. I didn't want to sign out this one. Oh, yeah. episode today. Yeah, we're going to come week. up with some kind of... Well, I guess we can just say thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Mish and the Quarter Life Bastard. We so appreciate it. And we want to give a shout out to all three of our viewers. We call you the Quarter Waters. Hey! Thank you for taking the time to tune in to us. And be sure to check out our next episode. Later!